I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And welcome to the ninth episode of the AI Movie Night. I'm your host, Joe Simpson, and tonight I'm joined by two great guests to discuss all things Star Wars. Firstly, I'm joined by the living legend, the podfather himself, Gag Sandon. How are you doing, mate? Living legend? <laughs> I was I was lost for words. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you for that. Yep. This is um <laughs> This is a long-awaited, I suppose. I hope I do it justice, Joe. Oh, I'm sure you will, mate. I know how much you love it, and I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts, man. Yeah, it should be good. We've already had a bit of a debate before the pod, so yeah, if that doesn't we... prove it, then anything other will. Yeah, I think there'll be more of that to come, no doubt. <laughs> I know. I'm also joined by Andy Wales, host of the excellent Reds Review podcast. How are you doing, Andy? I'm doing good, Joe. Thanks for having me on for this. Uh, I've been excited about this one, and uh, when you said... Um, Living legend, I was about to join in. I thought you were talking about me. Well, I, I think you're, 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 you're on the way there, mate. Don't worry. I think you're on the right line. <laughs> you, you both are. You both are, you both are awesome people. It was, uh, I'm it's looking splendid. forward to hearing both your thoughts. Uh, and it was and nice we've already had a little chat. And, uh, yeah, it was I'm nice to spend some time with you guys on Saturday night on the AIX was too as well. Oh, nice. it was. It was fantastic. Good stuff. Good stuff. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, just going to, obviously... We've got so many films to talk about, and I know we could, uh, you know, spend the full night on it. So I'm just going to crack straight into it. Firstly, by asking you, Gags, uh, can you remember when and where you first saw any of the Star Wars films and what you thought at the time? It's a tough one, you know, because obviously I was only a little nipper. I was, uh, I wasn't born when the first one came out, and I think when the second one came out, I was only, I was only a, ba- a little bab, so not maybe not even one years old. So, well, well, two. So yeah, so I, I think I watched them over Christmas. Um, you know what they were like. It was there's only three TV channels back then, <laughs> and um, every Christmas this this Star Wars four episode for the new A New Hope was always on. You know, it was that the oldest one was always on. So you kind of, you kind of got drawn to it. I had that VHS player ready to tape it, and uh, it used to be, it used to be loads of adverts, absolutely loads of adverts. But you used to love it. You just used to love. Ah, oh, mate, it was like a tradition. Star Wars at Christmas for me as a kid, it was like a tradition. So that's when I, I remember watching it in the, in the in the warmth of my own home and the heater were being on, this famous heater, not the same one. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. so it's all, all, all three of the originals definitely were all at home. Um, I was too young to go to the cinema for those, I think. Did you do the pause thing, did you, when the adverts came on? <laughs> the pause thing? Yeah, you know, pause your recording so you don't have adverts. Oh no, I don't know. I I can't remember. I think I think I used to. Um, I, I just used to record it and then fast forward when you you know because <laughs> you could fast forward through the adverts. I don't think the pausing. It sometimes used to come on weird times. So no, yeah, I didn't do no, it. I know, I know what you mean. Uh, and uh, 
that it's interesting you mentioned Christmas because that that's the same for me. I I associate particularly that first one with you know episode four, as you say, with with Christmas because it was always on, and you know I think linked as well as childhood memories being linked into that. I've got Christmas memories, so it's it just brings back a hell of a lot of good memories whenever I see it. It does. It's etched in your mind watching it. Etched. It's etched in like some scenes as a kid hit harder than when they did with an adult because some of the scenes as a kid you think that's I don't know for why some for some reason as a kid there's some weird things that interest you and 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 maybe those scenes we'll talk about them later those scenes aren't as interesting really when you're an adult and you're like eh what but okay yeah. good good point that definitely what about yourself Andy can you remember when and where you first saw any of the Star Wars films um it was at home on the telly I know that it was for me it was probably 82, I think. I, I think it was around about 82. Mm-hmm. But I remember I loved it, absolutely loved it. And all my friends at school loved it as well. And because I can remember, see, I grew up with the military, so you kind of you go back to, you know, where you were posted at the time. And mm-hmm. 82 to 84, we were in Catrick. And I remember being at that school with my friends, and we used to sit on a little hill with our Star Wars figures you know, oh, reenacting all the scenes. So it, oh. it's it's like these movies are your childhood, you know, that they're, they're such a huge part of your childhood. Quite apt for you as well, because it's, it's kind of like a war. You know, it's always a war. It's always a, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, there's always generals and stuff in it and all that, and commanders and all this, and, you, you know, growing up in that, you're quite, you probably, you probably not like Stavis, though. <laughs> no, no. If, if the, only. The rebels. If only. It's funny you mentioned the lightsabers. I don't know about you guys. That was the thing after it. That was what I would want as a kid more than anything, a lightsaber. So. Oh. Anything a broom handle, you name it, would become a lightsaber <laughs> after watching that film. And that that's all me and the kids would want to do is, yeah. is have imaginary uh, lightsaber battles. Yeah. You get the um you get the the great big uh, like kitchen roll inners yeah. tape oh. them together. Oh yeah and, and yeah, paint yeah, them yeah, yeah, and then paint them. Perfect. Think, you know, all these kind of things that you you could do, but obviously now you don't have to see I remember as well though is the first time I ever saw Empire Strikes Back, I was probably, uh, I don't know, maybe he's about 11 or 12, something like that. And we went, there was a matinee showing at one of the camps on a Saturday morning and they put a bus on and I saw there's a bus full of kids go to watch it and I went with my mates and the place was just, uh, <laughs> it was like a scene out of a movie, you know, all these <laughs> kids crawling all over the seats and cheering and you know, watching this movie and it it was just it, it just mesmerizing. Oh. You know, and and it's 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 something that there is something. I mean, it's magical about all the films, but there is something really, really magical about that Empire Strikes Back. You know, that with the snow and every. I mean, snow's fantastic as a kid, anyway. But yeah, that that you know the scene with them all and like you say, you know, as kids you're cheering and we're all hanging off seats and <laughs> in reenacting battles and. And that's something again. Christmas, that's something else. Christmas yeah, well. it, it's it, yeah. It Snow just it sticks with you because you think that's that's an experience that you can never kind of like relive or you you can never replicate something like that. It's true. And I I don't think there are many movies out there that can kind of invoke that that sort of um, a connection and a magic and a and a reaction from from kids like like the Star Wars movies can. It was magnificent. Yeah, no, that that sounds brilliant. That and I think uh, we, oh, it's interesting. We've all, you know, obviously we all saw it as children. Um, it brings back so many of those childhood memories, and you know, as you say, you can't replicate it. But I think we'd all agree one one of the great joys of life is is sharing that with our kids as well. You know, because I don't know why. Obviously, it appeals to us still as adults, but it just has like like you've both said it has a certain magic that really resonates with children it, it really you know I, I can think back to myself i mean i watched it at a time the first one anyway at a time where i wouldn't normally sit through a full film but i don't think it's about kids though i mean your our examples are i think the adults were blown away for example Good point. my my father when he watched it coming from mm-hmm. india um 
only watching kind of Bollywoody stuff and then coming here watching good movies as well, but more Godfather, those type mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, art type of good, good movies are out. But this was outside of anything anyone's ever seen at this scale. Like yeah. Star Wars, the opening of A New Hope is a battle in space. Like, yeah. what? You're right. You're what right. the fuck is that? Like, people actually would have a what the fuck moment. Oh, it's just mental. And then, and then Darth Vader walks in, like <laughs> for an opening of a movie. This guy, this big, huge guy in black, breathing like that, walks in. In, in that era too, as well. Yeah. Obviously, it's still impressive now. But if you think of how it was then, nineteen seventy-seven. You know, and I've seen so many films from around and many great films and, you know, some like, you know, you know, so impressive in so many other ways, but none, none with that sort of transporting you to another world. I suppose the only one that comes close is 2001 A Space Odyssey. And yeah. while that is amazing, obviously it's more of a serious film, whereas this is an adventure. And you, as you say, you're straight into that adventure. Aren't it's, you? it's mad that that's what, that's what blew people away at the time. They just went, never seen anything like this. And what it does is it lets you dream. It lets you fantasize. It lets you open your mind to what's out there. And it's that opening of your mind is the bit that gets everyone. You always want to dream, man. Everyone wants to have some kind of, you know, oh, there is something there or this will happen in the future. Or you just, your mind goes, doesn't it? Even if it's just a movie. Yeah, and that's Luke Skywalker as well. I think, obviously, that's why it resonates so much. He's longing for adventures, isn't he? You know, when he's looking at the horizon, that's him wanting adventures. Agreed. And, and he, he, he feels that there's so much more out there. And this film, as you say, to us is a way of giving us all that escapism and, and those adventures for, you know, you know, throughout the films. And it's, it's just fantastic. Obviously, Gags has um, told us a little bit about why you know, the film's so enduring and why it's so popular even now. Andy, what about yourself? Have you got any thoughts on why, you know, why it's made such an impression and it's lasted so well? Well, I mean, so another thing on, on the actual, the making of the movie, at the time they, they broke ground, didn't they, with the, the, the yeah. way that they did, you know, some of the special effects that they did. Mm-hmm. And because it, it was like another form of animation. And, yeah. um, you know, the things that they did then, you know, brought new ground and and set the standards. And you know, you know, for a while, movies were t- kind of you know they were used. What they did was used and just carried on, moved on, and moved on. And you know, before all the CGI stuff came in, you know, so they that they were. It was just a whole new thing as well. You know, it gone from the very you know the old type movies where things were very wooden and. You know, you know, you could see that there were models sort of <laughs> being shifted around. Yeah. It was so smooth. It oh looked God, real. That's the how scale it was. Wow. Yeah, the scale was fantastic. You could, you know, the the Death Stars coming over over you. I mean, things like the in the Empire Strikes Back, where the where all the um, not the Death Stars, the um, oh, the, the Star Destroyer. The, the, yeah, the destroyers are all coming together, and then there's that massive one, and it blocks out the sun. You know, just these little things that they added, and to give you scope, and you're like, "Oh, black, wow!" You know, and and that was, you know, as a kid, you look at all this, going, "Wow!" And at that time as well, people will have just been watching all of it, going, "Wow, whoa!" You know, "Whoa!" I think it's a good time to bring in that George Lucas was a bit of a visionary because, oh, totally, because he just he just looked saw all these things and said, "You know what." I'm going to keep the rights to the movie. I'm going to, he, he kept the, he kept the, he kept the merchandise and everything and then set up different companies for sound, for the visual effects. He set all these companies up and all these companies went on to become huge in, yeah. in Hollywood and, and played a part in some blockbusters. And then Pixar, he had a hand, he was actually the one who, who started off Pixar, one of the subsidiaries, sold it and look where that went. And it's under the wow. Disney banner as well. But, but basically all these things, we're from him and yeah. the stress he went through for that first movie. I mean, the guy ended up having cardiac arrest or, or had to go to hospital for it. It was that much stress. They went over budget. Um, there was, it, was, it was supposed to be out in 76. It came out in 77. There was so much going on in terms of... And then, you know, this stuff that Andy just mentioned, you know, the, the special effects. 
They were a pile of crap the first time round. Absolutely rubbish. And they, they basically edited the movie without the special effects. So imagine, uh, you know, them, uh, Darth Vader just walking straight in without seeing the war at the start or the, the fight, you know, the shoots, the, 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 the visual impact of the starting. Imagine that. And he was horrified. He's quoted that he was absolutely mortified with the movie because it was rubbish. <laughs> it was absolutely rubbish. There's no special effects. He was just like, what the hell? It took him another year. He showed the screening of it, didn't he, to his friends who were like De Palma, Spielberg, and Coppola. Yeah. And 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 it had World War Two dogfights <laughs> instead of obviously all the special effects. And at the end of it, like the De Palma was like, you know, thought it was awful. And the general consensus was it weren't very good. But Spielberg said no. This. There's something there, and it just shows you you can't always. Some people can just see and have that vision, like he had, to see what it could be with all the things you're talking about, all those, you know, all those special effects, you know. And obviously, as you say, he's a visionary in bringing it to life, but also what he did business wise, and and you know, as you say, with the likes of industrial light magic and things like you that. Just you mentioned so Spielberg. Clever. Fun fact mm-hmm. on Spielberg: he had a bet with George Lucas about something around the film about being a hit. And yeah. uh, ended up winning percentage in rights for Star Wars. Wow. And since has made millions out of those small percentage of rights. Whoa, Can you that, believe it? What oh, a great little that's fact. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. I mean, I mean you, you said, you mentioned Joe about, you know, what makes it so enduring. Mm-hmm. I mean, because apart from all the special effects, obviously, that was such an impact at the time. I think what keeps it really going is it's just that traditional good versus evil story, you know, yeah. and, and but it's presented in such a magical way. You know, it's the scenes, the spaceships, uh, the yeah. battles, the characters, you know, the lightsabers. Even now, you know, just a simple oh, lightsaber. Amazing. Even now, it, it grabs kids. And that's the thing, isn't it? The, as kids, you loved it. And you you grew up I and you still one. kind of loved it. Yeah, but <laughs> but your kids, but then your kids love it. And yeah, it will just keep, like I think it. it's one of them. It's a timeless, it's a timeless story because it's not set at, because it's set, in space at some point, you know, it's it's not set at a specific time. So it is, in effect, timeless. And it has that – it's just so good that it can just be shown any time. And there'll just be generation after generation after generation that will just keep enjoying it. And I think that is what endures it and will we'll, we'll always keep it popular, always. And it's more timeless now because they've updated the graphics on them. So all of them are in HD now. And all of them have been upgraded. I mean, some of them, obviously, you can tell the older ones that there's some patchy bits. But they have done a really good job. They're, they're watchable. Do you get what I mean? So if yeah. someone did go yeah. and watch 4, 5, and 6, they don't look out of place anymore. Whereas I think True. they were getting dated before they did that, you know, 10 years ago or however long ago it was, 10, yeah. 15 years ago. So, yeah. No, you're right. He, he's, pol- he's polished it up, hasn't he? I don't, I don't like a lot of his other editions, but the, 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 just updating some of those effects, I think, is a, has done a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you touched on there, Andy, as you say, it's, it, in a way, it's this simple, you know, adventure, like many adventure stories from the past and, you know, influenced by the likes of Flash Gordon and things like that. And I think what he's done is he's took that and, and made, obviously to some extent it's simple, but what he's done is as well as that, he's then, he's made so many amazingly almost perfect decisions. I've mentioned before on here, uh, Alec Baldwin, and he said, like, people don't realize how many things have to go right for a film just to be good. Well, on this, so many things have almost been perfect choices. You know, I've got a list here of, like, you know, if you go through it and think about it, well, it's he want the things he wanted in it. Well, he wanted mentors. He's got Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda. Mm-hmm. He wanted an anti-hero, a lovable rogue, Han Solo, yeah. a villain, Darth Vader. No, but you know, no better. Uh, no better. No better. Score John Williams with arguably the best score of all time. It's certainly up there for this type of film. Weapon. Lightsaber. Is there a better fictional weapon than the lightsaber? I don't think so. Spaceships, the Millennium Falcon and the X-Wing. And then finally, and arguably the most important one, the mystical element they brought to it in the force, you know, all them things that if, if there was a, a, if there was a question or a debate on, the greatest in those different, you know, spheres for those characters and those concepts. 
they'd all be in the top ten. They'd probably be in the top three, and some of them would be the top one of any film ever made. So to get all those things so good, you know, obviously he's had so much criticism, uh, you know, in recent years, and a lot of the decisions he's made have been critical of. But if you look at that original trilogy, how many things he and his team got right, it's just it's unbelievable, isn't it? Did you Kurt Russell try to go for the Han Solo role? And, yeah, and Christopher Walken as well. Yeah, and 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 he never wanted um, Harrison Ford. He didn't want someone who has already been because obviously Harrison Ford been in his previous film, is his first film that was a yeah. super hit, which is why um, the producer or, or the executive from Fox was it uh, was mm-hmm. was on his side, wasn't it, to get Star Wars made? Everyone was against him apart from this executive, and it was because of his previous movie. I can't remember the name now. American Graffiti. That's I think it. it was. Yeah, and he was Harrison Ford was in that, right? So, yeah, yeah. So basically, he didn't want to take him, but he basically Harrison Ford took every sing a thousand like there was like thousands of um parts, you know, people coming into uh, to, to 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 audition, and basically he nailed it so much he got the role in the end. Um, and you know, thankfully he did because he's just so good in it. He's just. It's just amazing, and it isn't. It's one of my really favorite, one of my favorite character, one of my favorite actors of all time, to be honest. Because of when I grew up, he was on, he was in every single thing that I loved. Oh yeah, Indiana brilliant. Jones is something you got to do, Joe. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I suppose that leads us on quite nicely, really, to uh, my next question, which would be: obviously, there's so many great characters in in the Star Wars uh, universe. Who 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 would be your favorite, and why? And I'll start with you first on that, please, Andy. I'd say originally, in the after seeing the first one, it was Han Solo, just because he was cool. You know, even though um, Luke Skywalker was the lead good guy, you know, he's supposed mm-hmm. to be the hero, the one you want to get behind. It was it was Han Solo who was he was the cool one. You know, he was like the bad good guy. So he he was the he, I don't know he was the one that. When you were getting your figures, you you wanted you wanted Han Solo, even though Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. had a lightsaber. You know, it was it was just something something about him and his and his charisma that shone through. And Darth Vader as well, you, even though he was a bad guy, you know, and you're not supposed to like the bad guy. He had he had this sort of coolness about him as well. It, maybe it was the mask, you know, that that hid his face. That there was a there was a mistake about him and, and something interesting. But then once you've seen, once I'd seen Empire Strikes Back, that was, you know, Boba Fett then. As soon as I'd seen oh. Boba Fett, it was just like, oh, he's even, <laughs> well, him, that he's cool. I like it. You know, I don't know what it was. It's just something about that, that mask and the, all the little accessories and, you know, as a kid, you just it's something, something really cool about it. Even his spaceship, you know, his spaceship's mm-hmm. different to everybody else's. You know, yeah. why does his spaceship, you know, fly sideways or backwards or upside down, whatever it is? <laughs> you know, it's just he was the annoying it, one that never went away. Yeah. He was. I always found him as the annoying one that never fucking, always turned up. Like, Fuck off now, will you? You always, always on the tail. But but I, yeah. I I again I agree with Andy. I thought. Um, Harrison Ford wasn't my oh actually it was his favourite but it was always Luke Skywalker as a kid I think I was so young I thought you always rooted for him to win you know like like a Rocky movie he was always the underdog he wasn't getting it he was too over anxious over like he was just a kid trying to wanted I want to be a Jedi I want to be a Jedi and you wanted him to be a Jedi but you know when you get older and you grow up Harrison Ford is just unbelievable as Han Solo. He's just, you can't touch him. And I think Darth Vader, throughout, when you watch everything, like all six, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's pretty much, rather than, I, I mean, the, the, it's really Luke's story. It really is Luke's yeah. story. But when you put all six together, it's Darth Vader's story. Yeah. And it's it's Darth Vader and it's Anakin and it's it's he yeah. is... And that's why it was always a worry about six, seven, eight, and nine. Is there's no fucking Darth Vader? What they're gonna do? <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean? That that character's not there. But he is. Yeah, for me, as I grew up, there's no more iconic. When you say Star Wars, Darth Vader, the breathing, everything is is that for me. Yeah. No. The, so some great shouts there. I particularly like that. Uh, you know, Boba Fett got mentioned. I mean. 
relatively minor character, but that's how 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 many great characters there are. That you know, there's so many we could choose. You know, I couldn't predict what what any of us would say really, because the as well as those main characters, there's so many interesting you know characters who in smaller roles that that any of us could have mentioned. I mean, uh, as uh, I would say, my one is probably when I was a kid. It was. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Luke, and I know, I think sometimes Luke as a character is overshadowed by Han Solo because, as we've said, you know, he's the cynical and he's funny, funny. and he, <laughs> yeah, and he's cocky and, you know, and he, he, he shot first, of course, um, all those different things. And Luke sometimes uh, underrated as a great hero to me. I mean, he's, he's a farmer. Who who destroys the Death Star? He's <laughs> yeah. he, he's a novice Jedi who various times he faced off with Darth Vader, the Emperor, the Rancor, Jabba the Hutt. Did you realise though he, he is a Jedi? He's got Jedi blood though. Come on. Oh, he, he <laughs> has got Jedi blood, but he, he he he's facing off with the you know the baddest things in the whole True. galaxy without the right training. Mm. You know, uh, you know he's he, got balls. He, yeah, he has. He's got balls, and you know, and 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 don't forget, he he gets his ass kicked by Vader. You know, he, he you know he's doing quite well, and then he get you know Vader uses the, the skills that he hasn't yet got, but then he comes back from it, and it's like I just love that, and I love by the time of return, although he's not you know fully trained. He he's a lot more experienced and he's a proper, you know, he, he he's a real badass. I love that way. He's just talking to Jabba when he's in this sort of what seems a, a you know a, an insurmountable situation. And he's yeah. just talking to him, matter of fact, you know, free us or die, and just brilliant. You know, so uh, I think he's he's underrated really. Uh, I, I love Luke as a character uh, and you know the things he does, and and I love how badass he looks in that all in black suit that he's got in return of the jedi i just think that's brilliant yeah but it's just that that was that was uh worrying when i first watched it, i thought he's gonna go dark do you know what well, i mean yeah because <laughs> it's a signal right. isn't it it's a signal you're like, like he's yeah, gonna go dark he had his moments didn't he where he obviously you know realized how it could turn out and mm. again that just adds to the character that he pulled back from them i suppose uh, from from that really hard question i'm going to move on to another one now this one i'll start with you please gags it's a uh, obviously it's a really hard one but if you could pick out one one scene that's your favorite from the original trilogy uh, what what would it be oh god i wanted to go with my with my um with my really stupid, but but maybe you can come back to me with a stupid one afterwards. But the main, <laughs> the big, the best scene, obviously, is the shocking scene. And Empire has two: one when, um, one when Han Solo's frozen, you know, and then the other is obviously, um, 
I'm your father. That is that fight scene, chopping his arm off and then telling him that you're just there going, eh, that, I didn't yeah. see that coming. You know what I mean? And that, that scene has, it's bigger than it's, it's so big because it's been awesome. replicated in so many other forms or it's used that those, those, um, that, that line, that dialogue, and you're going to get to dialogues later, but that, in that scene is so big. It's the merchandising of it, the, the, the references to it on anything, everywhere. It's it's bigger than the scene. Do you get what I mean? It's Yeah, totally. It's, it's so iconic. It's that gone moment, mad. It? It's huge. And and you can't mention the movies without talking about that scene. So, oh, no. So that, that's, for me, it's, it's, it's the most iconic, shall I say, favourite is my trash compactor scene when they're in the trash thing. <laughs> because as a kid, for some reason, I'll just want to get to it. When they go into that trash and then he, he dives underwater or he gets pulled underwater and all that. And it's just like, and then it starts closing in on him. And I'm like, no, 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 please. Like three, And then you're swearing at C-3P. You're like, bloody press the button, sort it out. You know, and so, it, it's it's funny as well. I mean, it is. At the me end, it's funny. Best, oh, me and my better half were watching them uh, 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 the other day, and like, you know, it's funny. Even like the way you know, as well as all the great things we've said, it's got a sense of humour throughout. And that scene, you know, is perfect example. You know, even bits like the way Chewie can rip a man's arm off. Yeah. And there's this monster floating about, and instead of helping him, Chewie's banging on the thing, scared, <laughs> and it's like, you know, just just. Yeah, that that they're both great shots. Oh, we should say Chewie. Chewie is a brilliant character. Oh, the other well, thing, sorry, go on, go on, go on. No, I was just going to say. I mean, it, it, imagine if we said someone was making a film tomorrow, uh, you know, one of the great directors, and we heard that they were going to have this character who can't speak. Yeah, you know, you know, we we can't understand what he's saying, and obviously Star Wars has got a couple of main characters like that. You'd think, God, that'd be awful. I but know. he's brilliant. Yeah, the, the trash compactor, just to say, um, Hamill actually burst a blood vessel holding his breath underneath. Uh, and then basically they had to shoot the rest of those scenes from one side because Whoa. his face was all red. So that he couldn't actually, um, they couldn't actually show it. So it, it's weird. I mean, when I was, when I, when I was, um, when I was younger, I was reading up on all these things and obviously watching as many documentaries about it as possible. All these things are coming out and it's like, what the hell? And, um, there, and then Chewie's sound is like a mix of like four different animals that, <laughs> that Lucas had to record. And then all those are different, like something laughing or an animal, you know, it's just the attention to detail in this movie. This is why when people say, what a load of shit you do not know what's gone into making this movie. It's it's bloody unbelievable. The yeah, attention to detail from... They didn't want to do anything normally. Everything is mixed. Everything. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic, the, the efforts and skill that's gone into, into making these films. It really is. At that time as well, not exactly. now. Exactly. Exactly. And as we touched on earlier on, you know... I love like the Harry Harrison films and stuff like that. And even as a kid, I could tell they they were fake. You know what I mean? I could tell even then. Whereas as we were saying earlier on, you, you watch these and you're completely immersed in it. They look like real spaceships. You know, you don't think, oh, that's a model. You know, it looks like a real spaceship. And you know, so 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 talented the people who made it. What about yourself, Andy? What's your favourite scene from the trilogy? It's really difficult to like pick one because there's so many, isn't there? Yeah. Even getting it down to a few. (laughs) um, Too hard. It would be like maybe one of my favorites out of out of New Hope would be when they're in the Millennium Falcon and there's uh, R two D two and Chewbacca playing like a chess (laughs) thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, And he's like. (laughs) Well, shout! He's got you know. It he beat him. It's a, it's a fair move. It's, yeah, but uh, that's it. Just because he's a droid or something. Yeah, but droids don't pull your arms off, and <laughs> when you lose, Wookiees have been known to do that. And it's like sweet three PO. It's just sort of that turn. Even though he's got no expression on his face, it's just that that turn and look and gone. R two, I suggest a new strategy. <laughs> Let the Wookiee win. <laughs> and it was it's nice cut. It, the comic timing on C, like C three PO and R two D two are a comic 
Oh yeah, they are, they are a comic double act. They're the relief. But it's it's the, the timing, yeah. isn't it, of the the with them two together, and and there's just that that scene as well is is kind of it's getting over just how big and bad you know like the way that Chewbacca sort of leans back you know behind yeah. his head like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it gets at you like whoa you know how big Chewbacca is and how strong and powerful and dangerous he is but it's it's the humour and it, it, it that was. You know, it's more than just telling a story, and it's more than just a space adventure. It's it's got this little these bits of humour mixed in with it at the same time, and it's that was one of them where you just oh yeah, I, you know, as a kid you're like oh that brilliant, oh, but, no, but like I, I think I mentioned earlier that really really iconic for, scene for me personally was in Empire Strikes Back is that first sign of the the Attack Walkers coming across oh, the horizon in in the snow. I was just, we would like, wow. And then I'm thinking, I want one of them. I've got <laughs> to have one of them. And the toy. And for years, I always thought, every Christmas, you're looking at these, Chris, you, you know, you you come in, you'll come into the living room and you're looking at all the boxes thinking, right, uh, big ones. Could that be an atat? Is that an atat? Is that big enough to be? Will this be? And you're going like, oh, no, it's not. It's not. Every year, <laughs> I want an Atat. <laughs> we can all can I have an Atat Walker? Yeah, and then you grow up and you realise why, because it's so damn expensive. Oh, to the point can. that um, my eldest son <laughs> actually got one in <laughs> when he was younger. <laughs> A smaller version, but still. Oh, uh, that that like scene, that. though, yeah, but that scene is just, again, that's it's it's just so fantastically done, isn't it, that, the whole the horizon and, and the, the the scale and the scope of it, and yeah. you just kind of wow. And then it's because that's that's a different scene again, isn't it? You know, they're not fighting in space. True. It's like you said earlier. You know, I mentioned when you've done the screening for his friends. Is it, you know, it's a Second World War battlefield. Well, that's essentially what that was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, no, good, good point. Yeah. Oh, I mean that that's that's one of them scenes that will always always stay with me. It was it just a fantastic thing. And then out of Return of the Jedi, I would probably say when uh, when they uh, what Gags mentioned actually is uh, when Luke when they're there ready to be thrown into the pit. Oh, brilliant! Uh, and you know, and he says, you know, what's it? You know, that your last chance, <laughs> you know, to survive. Ah, oh, you know, and that fight scene then is just fantastic. It's just the little things as well, you know. Is that when throwing... he's doing the acrobatics and flying yeah, around? It's fantastic, yeah. isn't it? It's, <laughs> when, it's yeah. when you actually uh, punch the fist in the air and go, yes, he's a Jedi yeah. now. And yeah. R2, R2 fires his, um, his lightsaber out for him. and th- You know, all these little choreographed things and and even the comedy in there as well, you know, with, um, with Han Solo because he can't see, he turns around. You know, Boba Fett where turns around and knocks him over down into the pit. You know, just all these little things, and you think, you know, it's it's a dead serious battle, but they even add the little bits of humour in it as well. And and that that whole scene, the way it's choreographed and it's filmed, you know, that the hovering, it, it's just done so so well. It's, uh, it's, I mean, you could just pick, you could just go on to be honest, yeah, you really, show, couldn't you? Go on forever. You, you give us yours now, and if you don't yeah. mention the one that all men want to hear right now. I'm going to kill you. Uh, I, I, I doubt it. I doubt this will be what you're thinking of. But uh, if you ask me on any day, I'll probably give you the different one. As you say, there's so many. The the one for me that probably my favourite scene from the trilogy is uh, basically where, where Luke's uh, having his training with Yoda. <sighs> and he, he gives up <laughs> on trying to lift yeah. the X-Wing. And Yoda shows exactly how strong the Force can be by lifting it and moving it. And I just love the the music in the background as well, and you know the fact that Luke's given up, and he, he you know, I think he says it, you want the impossible, yeah. and Yoda just, you know, uses because his I, power, and he, and he says, I don't believe it, and he goes, that is why you failed. And I just think that that's that's fantastic. That to me, that just really, um, I think that 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 in conjunction with the the music, it's just magical and so inspiring, and you know, just just a brilliant scene really love it really love I it think you know? the, I think the ones that the listeners are waiting for is Princess Leia come on 
Um, well, I'll, I'll let you talk about that because the missus listens to this, so uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you give your thoughts on that one, Gags. <laughs> basically, basically, just saying, you know, Princess Leia not wearing wearing very much as a slave. Um, again, another scene that is so iconic that people like it's again referenced in yeah. so many shows like friends for one when they they say you know uh, what's your fantasy and every every young man's <laughs> fantasy is princess leia of that era that era yeah. i'm saying so yeah. um yeah you know and that, she that, still she still kicks off you know she, she does. she's the one who deals with jabba you know, oh who, amazing yeah no fan, fantastic that whole scene is just brilliant i'm going to move on to another hard one now uh, apologies uh, these are all hard uh, the next one is what's your favorite line from the trilogy i know that's extremely difficult to answer but if one comes to mind andy what would it be oh. <laughs> I, I really you know i was thinking about this and I, it's so difficult. I'm not sure whether there is like a line. Um, it's hard, isn't it? Uh, sorry, what you mentioned uh, there, Joe, with the uh, the training with Yoda and Luke. There was the bit in there where he says, "You know, so I'll try." You must unlearn what you have learned. All right, I'll give it a try. No, try not. Do or do not. There is no try. Yeah. Do or do oh. not, and it's uh, man Yoda gives so many of these, doesn't he? The, these oh, little he lines, and it's like it's these little pearls of wisdom. They're fantastic. Oh, yeah. man, and probably if uh, not one I could pick out is because uh, in the first one, because there are a couple of classic actors in that first movie, aren't there? So oh, Guinness, yeah. and there's a Peter Cushing as well. Yeah, and uh, and Peter Cushing was just. Uh, I thought he was just magnificent as uh, Moff Tarkin, yeah. And and it was that 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 whole dialogue though with him and Leia, you know, before they blow the planet up. That that whole dialogue of him, the way he handles it, you know, he's so like ruthless and cold. You know, he could be the emperor himself. Yeah. That that you know in you know, but you have what's it something like you know you you've. Uh, You've in what you're saying is you know you have determined the first planet that we'll try this out on you know and it's that that whole length of dialogue rather than just line I think yeah it was that just the way he delivers all of them lines are just magnificent and it kind of for me kind of really sets the scene as well for the rest of the movie as to just how evil the empire really is you know that that's that's kind of you know, getting across the message is this is what these you know these guys are not messing around. You know that they these these guys are are mass murderers. You know, with a thirst for power, and they will wipe these people out. You know, this is not you know a, a cartoony movie in that sense. You know, so it's 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 just so, I think it's kind of impossible to pick one single no, one out. It's extremely hard. Yeah, but I know what you mean. That 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 bit of dialogue right throughout that scene it, it does as you say it, it sets the scene for how cold and ruthless yeah. the empire are and obviously that as you say it, it sets the scene for who who they're up against in in this film what about yourself gags have you got any particular lines that stand out for you there's too many men there's too many i mean obviously we talked about no i am your father being one obi-wan never told you what happened to your father he told me enough He told me you killed me. No, I am your father. Uh, the force is strong with this one. Oh, is, is something that's used everywhere again. May yeah. the force be with you is another one. Yeah. Again, huge popular ones. You don't know the power of the dark side. Dark side is like massive with all of us like we always going on about it on twitter you know um <laughs> han solo just got loads like great don't get cocky when he's the cocky one you know, <laughs> you know? and then the one of the best ones is when leia finally tells him i love you i love you i know 
instead of oh, I love you back. <laughs> so good, so the, good. There's other bits like when he goes laughing up Fuzzball, you know, when, when, oh. whenever Chewie laughs at him, stuff like that, there's loads. Oh, one of, one of my favourites here, Han Solo ones, I can't remember the exact line by Leia, but where she... She calls him something like a, a scruffy looking, she calls him various things and then scruffy looking. Scruffy looking nerf herder. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And, and after all the insults in it, all he's bothered about is scruffy looking, isn't he? He goes, who's yeah. scruffy looking, looking? I just love it. Just brilliant. I mean, he, he, loves that's saying, why... he loves saying delusions of grandeur as well. He does that twice, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. I'm standing here in pieces and you're having delusions of grandeur. And then he goes, Jedi Knight, geez, I'm out for, I'm out of it for a little while and everyone gets delusions of grandeur because he just doesn't want to accept that Luke is a Jedi and there's this, there's this rival reason in there the whole way. But yeah. we can talk about relationships in the, in the, because there's something huge with that next if you want. But yeah, sorry, you were saying. No, no, you, you, you're right. There's so many. And as you say, so many of them are Han Solos. Uh, I was going to say the I know one because it's just so good. It sums up, you know, he, he, he doesn't know whether he'll even come back from being frozen. And he's still cocky in his potentially yeah. last moments. And it just and, sums him up, doesn't it? And in the way, I mean, the way the Family Guy, obviously Family Guy, huge uh, Star Wars uh, freaks themselves. I mean, the way they took off each movie was brilliant. But the way they handled that line as well. It, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, 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 was, that in itself is just... It's almost paying homage to just True. how good that that little line is. I actually forgot about that one. Yeah, that that oh. I, I, that is probably my favourite. Then that is probably well, that, my favourite. That was a uh, Harrison Ford's own line as well. Uh, Lucas had something else in there, and um, he basically said, you know, in rehearsals, I, I don't think that that suits the character. I think he'd be more likely to say this, and and basically Lucas said that it'll get like a bad laugh. And so they had a bit of, he left it in, but obviously Harrison Ford thought he'd get a good laugh, a really good laugh. And they sat next to each other when it was first screened and everyone loved it. And Lucas accepted that he'd been wrong about it. And I love that, that even though he had doubts, he trusted his actor and went with his instincts over the character. And obviously it, it paid off so well. I suppose um, there's, some, my... there's, there's some there's some Yoda ones. Have you are oh, you gonna, have you got some as I'm well? Do go, go for it. Now. Go there's, on then. Do it. Do so it. Do it. There's so, there's so many ones. and they're they're all great. He's such yeah. a great character. Um, the one the one for me is where when when Luke first meets him and I love how Yoda is <laughs> he's pretending. Annoying. Yeah, he's he's pretending to be something he's not to get to get the measure of him, isn't he? And uh, to see how he treats him and things. And I love how there's a bit where where Luke says he's looking to meet a great warrior. And Yoda says, wars not make one great. And I love that because it sums up the Jedi mindset to me. It's like, he may be a great warrior, but that's not why he's great. It's because of, you know, what you do with it. Obviously, the dark side of the force. And obviously, to be great is to be on on, on the right side of that. Or, you know, you using your force for good as a Jedi. And I, I love that, you know, it's not just about, you know, how how good a warrior you are it's actually about how you use these powers and i think that sums up the jedi and the contrast with obviously the dark side what about yourself gags i think you were going to mention the yoda one there, yeah, I, I like uh, judge judge me by judge me by my size do you you know oh. it's like it's every bloke's like uh size matters, does that matter? oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know and he goes and there's one brilliant one where he's being really cocky when 900 years old you reach, look as good you will not. You know, it's oh, just... brilliant. And again, brilliant. the quotes, speaking like Yoda is also now iconic. People do it all yeah. the time. If they want to be funny, you become like Yoda. Like if anyone's talking Star Wars, for example, Nina, Nina will say to me, a little shit you are, beat you with a <laughs> stick I will. You know, like that on Twitter, she was just <laughs> taking the piss out of me for liking Star Wars. But do you get what I mean? It's it's oh, totally. it, People use it to be funny and comical and it brings across what Star Wars, what impact it has on you. Yeah, it's part life. of pop. It's a part of pop culture, isn't it? Massively. That that is the thing. I mean, even like you go to, like, do you watch the? Have you watched the In Betweeners series? Mm. Yeah. That that I mean, you know, the lead character, one of the lead characters there. Well, he, you know, he's a geek, and they're going on this uh, the bus trip when it, when they're going out, and he's doing Yoda's voice. He's trying to impress a girl, and he doesn't know how to impress a girl, and he's doing Yoda speeches. 
<laughs> you know, and it's like that's that that's the you know the, this thing it is just such a big part of pop culture, and oh. it's it's impacted on you know worldwide. Even people who don't watch a movie know about it. They know who the characters are. They know what they're called. They know if they'll they'll tell you lines from the from the movie even if they haven't seen it. And it there aren't many movies that that can boast something like that. True, true. It's it's such a powerful thing, isn't it? It's a uh... It's it's almost all pervasive in every area of life, as you say. That Star Wars touches it's um, it really is. It's just a, a phenomenon, really. You know, there's no other way of putting it. I suppose it just is so such a powerful, powerful thing, really. Massively powerful, massively powerful. It's affected everyone. Obviously, we've covered so much up to now, but we've still got so much more to cover. So. I'm going to end it here. Um, Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening. And please join us in a few more days when we'll be discussing part two of the Star Wars trilogy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.